1: What is going on, Edgework? Welcome back to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network. I'm your host today, Jason, alongside Alex and Matt. Uh, I know things are looking a little bit different today, but we'll be getting into the games shortly. Before we do, quick announcement from the host of Edgework, Zach. I wanted to bring this up before we even started the show, before we got into things here. So quickly, before we get going here, a quick official statement from Zach Phillips. On his absence from today's show.
0: Before started pushing this narrative, saying, Dodging Russell, don't want to do the Tuesday show. It's not true. Love the Tuesday show. Dogs are always barking on the Tuesday show. I would never skip the Tuesday show. Just happens to line up with Circles Off. 4 p.m. Thursday, big guest this week. Tune in.
2: Now, with that being said, in terms of show stuff and how you kind of respond to the people on the shows i i noticed that tonight there's a game san jose ten thirty. i talked about them being one
0: of the worst teams i've ever seen on the ice They're playing the rangers san jose minus one and a half Spider albert could be the play
1: i love it. i had to start off with that one here we got a play mixed in as well i didn't even get to watch that before uh, the show started, guys, so if we can, if you can do us a favor here, uh, hit that like button for Zach in his absence. Uh, we appreciate it. Any thoughts on that, guys, quickly? Uh, thoughts on, one, first of all, the accusations that uh, Matt's ducking you, uh, Matt? Or, sorry, that Zach is ducking you, Matt. Wow. Uh, uh, sandwich there.
0: I'll be honest with you. He's, you know, listen, whether he's ducking me or not, I mean, that I think the proof is probably in the pudding there. Um, I had, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a bit. I had a bit ready for our guy, <laughs> Zach so we're going to shelve that bit. We'll, you know, I'll try to find another, uh, another time to, um, to run the, to run the bit, but, uh, he's right. You know, he, he was, he was going to walk in, he was going to walk right into, uh, to a bit. And, um, you know, he, he called the bluff, I guess, or, or he folded, I guess, but he walked right into, you know, a, a pair of aces or have whatever, whatever uh, sort of reference you want to make there, but he was right. You know, he, he, <laughs> he was right. He was right to bail. So you got to give him at least some credit for that. He could see the train coming down the tracks.
1: Uh, now I'm curious to hear what the bit is. Alex, thoughts on uh, were, you, were you ready to dish out those allegations on? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, look, about... action, actions speak louder than words. Um, he's not here. <laughs> he hasn't been here several times on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, that's all I have by to the say way,
0: that. <laughs> I think he's the first really like, Yeah, it's like a 50% hit rate for yeah. Zach on a Tuesday. Uh, overlaps with circles off. I mean, give me a break
1: like stuff. come on what's what's he doing here and you're right 50 percent hit rate in january I've, I've i think i've done two shows so far so i mean i think it's what is this, is this The one second- in december yeah it's great it's crazy the, the allegations are going to be tough to be anyways let's get right into things here but before we do i want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors over at uh, Betstamp. you guys know this the easiest way we think you can improve as a sports better is to have multiple sports books and to always get the best odds we recommend using an odds comparison tool like bet stamp Betstamp, as you see throughout the show, compares odds across every sportsbook for games, futures, and player props. Save time, save money by checking the Betstamp app before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for new sportsbooks, guys, please check out our offers over at betstamp.app forward slash edgework. That's betstamp.app forward slash edgework. Or hit that link in the description if you sign up through that page. It helps support the show. All right, guys. We got a couple of good games for you here today. The Undertaker is going to be back. We're going to start things off with the Dallas and Detroit game here live at 7 p.m. The Dallas Stars are minus 139 favorites. Matt, you're liking the under this in, in this one as is expected, you being the Undertaker. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your handicap there?
0: Where is this? Where is this coming from?
1: When have Matt I or, Alex, Matt Alex, Matt or Alex? Alex? Did I, did I say Matt? I said Alex. Sorry. My <laughs> brain is in a blender. What's going on? I can't I can't speak <laughs> words. Like, Alex. First of all, an under? I don't right. think so.
0: And two, right. a total you're taking the under, under here. here. <laughs> yeah,
2: me. yeah. I'm um I've got I've got bets on the side and total in this game, which is I'm excited to get to the side part because it seems like we maybe have a little bit of a head-to-head going on, which is we haven't had in a while. So um, so that'll be nice, but I'll I'll stick to the under handicap here for now, which is that I mean this is just an elite defensive team in the stars, even without Heiskin in. Um, it is possible. He's back tonight that he traveled with the team on the road trip. DeBoer said, you know, he wouldn't travel with the team if he didn't have a chance to play. Well, guess what? This is now the last game of the road trip. So is he going to play or is he not? I don't know. Um, Either way, that's not necessarily a piece of news that like you rush to bet the under uh, with because he does help the offense just as much as he helps their defense. But either way, this is a, you know, elite defensive team in the stars going up against a Detroit team that doesn't give up a ton and is backed by some pretty strong goaltending. And on the other side of the ice, they are really struggling right now to generate chances. Um, offensively they've just been a mess. The worst offensive team in the NHL in the last month masked by a little bit of a high shooting percentage at five on five over that span, which is higher than Vancouver. Um, they're shooting like just under 12% right now at five on five, that's completely unsustainable due for some serious regression, uh, both teams over 80 percent on the pk stars are 85th third in the nhl this just shouts under don't see a ton of goals in this one unless the uh stars get some more bad goaltending like they have you know here and there in the past it's kind of like been very inconsistent goaltending wise for dallas um on nights they do get at least average baseline goaltending uh then the unders are very strong plays for their games um don't see this red wings necessarily contributing all that much offensively here so yeah under six and a half good to around minus 110 which is uh very widely available here
1: yeah and uh i mean you got a minus 102 that we're gonna take off the board here uh under six and a half low synthetic hold on this total too with the over six and a half over at pinnacle at plus 100 here. so we're gonna lock in that minus 102 on the under six and a half here uh for a full unit there and uh alex you also said you liked dallas on the money line but here's the thing you alluded to it Matt, you also like or so you like Detroit on the money line here. So we got a head-to-head battle going on. So Matt, I'll let you make your case for why you think Detroit might have the edge yeah. in this game.
0: Listen, it's not nearly, unfortunately, uh, And listen, we don't disagree that often when it comes to full-on head-to-head. So it's not nearly as spicy as it, as it might sort of <laughs> seem here. Um, for me, with regards to pricing on this game, with Dallas being the favorite that they are, they're going to have to have H- Haskin in back. For the pricing to make sense for me in this game right so i can buy the red wings now and kind of keep my fingers crossed that he's doesn't play and at which point i feel like i'm getting like a three four five percent edge sort of depending on how much you value heiskanen right and i think he does matter you know alex mentioned it with regards to like the total but i think he matters to the stars you know especially on the road um, as far as, you know, their win probability is concerned. So if he does end up playing one, you're getting, you know, sort of first game back after a little, you know, some time off. So are you going to get sort of the full minutes um, that you would normally get out of in And at that point, if he comes back, you've just kind of, you know, you just kind of have a fair price on the Red Wings, right? So it's kind of this Um, you know, take a chance that you're getting a decent price here with and not playing. And Alex is right, like, yeah, they hoped he would come back on the road trip. This is the last game of the road trip you would think he'd be back. That being said, when you bring him along with the road trip, right, if things don't necessarily go as well, it's not like they have to play him just because Mm -hmm. you know, they sort of said that he would. And of course, Alex is aware of that. So you know, for me, this is just kind of looking at this price going this, you know, this price needs to be with and back. We don't know necessarily whether he is or not. And the worst case scenario here is I end up with a home underdog um, at a you know a fair reasonable price.
1: All right, fair, fair enough. Here we got a little bit of a conundrum though. How should I track this? Right? Should I track both? <laughs> what I was thinking here is we. <laughs> I would put just put track.
0: A- <laughs> I it would not track both. I've made I've made the bet. Right. So, like, I've locked in this, you know, sort of my point is, you know, sometimes it's like, well, let's wait and see if this guy's back and then we'll make this bet. This for me is like, make the bet while you can at this price. And, then if Haskinen is out, I would expect the the price to lower. You know, if it doesn't, it doesn't. That's fine. But like I, you know, I think this is kind of the best of it that you would sort of theoretically get here with the Red Wings. Maybe if Haskinen's in and you do get a better price later, you know, I can't imagine this going up to like a one fifty or something like that, right? So you know, I have plus one twenty. I don't know what the number you ha- you have right now. Um, these things plus one twenty six, plus one twenty six. So it's a little bit worse than what I had before. But you know what? Again, that's well within range here with a sort of theoretical Hayskinen not being. Uh, in the lineup and like i said if he is you know we'll live with the fact that we have something better than plus 120 on a home underdog here with the red wings
1: all right so we're not going to we don't want to kill the the work account because you guys have done a great job building it up on Betstamp stamp here so what i'm going to do both of you guys that made a great case for the money line chat i hope you were listening because all i'm going to do is i'm going to post a poll and you guys get to pick. Oh, you This is going to be the official chat pick of the week. I'm going rogue. Zach is going to kill me. Uh, I don't know if I'll be invited back here again. But we'll leave it up to chat for this one because I feel like both you guys made great uh, arguments here. And we'll see you kind of where chat lies. And that's what we'll lock in here today. I feel like that's the most. To be fair, I didn't play. even
2: actually really give up <laughs> uh, his <laughs> handicap
1: here. Yeah, I, I gave an under really okay. handicap. <laughs> Alex did an
0: excellent job. And honestly, he started getting me thinking about making the bet. Uh, he made an incredibly good uh, case for the under yeah so Alex right? <laughs> give,
1: give us the so, give us your Monday line handicap then yeah Swing I mean the
2: Heis- skin news would be a boost obviously here if that goes without saying um this is like it's there's not like a ton of wiggle room it's not like stars good to minus 160 here this is like stars minus 140 minus 145 or a bet other than that um nothing this is just honestly this is just a Dallas team I have been waiting to uh I have been waiting to buy on for a while now. I think we talked You're about a card carrying member of the star. Yeah, I am. I have a, yes, part, I am. Right. Yes. Like, and I've had to, I've had to of hop the off the bandwagon for, sure. for a little bit lately, just because what, whether it's been, you know, with Ottinger Hurt, goaltending, um, you know, Heiskanen being out, they haven't really had the band together for a while. Um, kind of things are coming together now. This is now a spot where I think it's time to start buying on Dallas. And this is a, wings team that has just honestly just like completely riding their luck it feels like lately um whether you look at season-long numbers last month last like eight weeks they are generating nothing offensively they're just being aided by a very very high unsustainably high shooting percentage um their expected goal share is below 45 percent last month it's below 45 percent in the last you know uh two months it's pretty low on the season. I think the gap between these two teams is very big. This is a Wings team I've just been waiting to sell on. Um, and, yeah, I mean, obviously I, I definitely have uh, some strong allegiances to this Dallas team. It, that has never been made a secret on this show. Um, but, yeah, this is just two teams, I think, trending in sort of opposite directions. And that is my reasoning for being on Dallas here tonight. Alex, Fair do, you enough.
0: It, do you find it strange that they went back-to-back with Wedgwood? Um like over the weekend, I guess it was, right? When he comes back off of off an injury and they literally start him back-to-back after Ottinger, you know, four straight games, he kind of felt like Ottinger might be kind of getting into a groove. He had a bad game in that last one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not the most, like, you know, a vote of confidence type no. thing with Ottinger to be like, yeah, you know what? Wedgwood's back from an injury. Let's just throw him in back-to-back here. And, you know, I, I don't know if we have confirmed goaltenders uh, just yet, but, uh, you know, I think the expectation here is that ottinger is going to uh is going to play in this game um so that might be that might help the, the red wings a little bit if if the stars don't even really feel that great about ottinger. yeah
2: no he uh he came back from injury and played really well for a couple games and then he just had a rough one against the uh flyers and i don't know if he like reactivated something or what that's my only my only thought would be he had to have reactivated something to be held out of a back-to-back over the weekend um we'll see if he's healthy enough tonight Wedgwood is fine like it's not like they've gotten terrible goaltending from Wedgwood right basically what they've oh, been getting sure. from Ottinger hasn't been exactly comforting so um so yeah either way that doesn't really I guess necessarily change my uh my stance here on this game
0: I'm certainly hoping for Ottinger I mean you know there's some places that have him listed as expected but of course we don't have that means, yeah you know almost next to nothing so uh it'll be interesting to see who starts in that game yes. so they, obviously a couple yeah. of different lineup issues
1: yeah, a couple different factors here. Chat seems to be sold on the Dallas, though, so we're going to lock in that Dallas minus 139. Chat likes a favorite. I'm shocked. Shocked. <laughs> 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 all right, so we'll lock in Dallas at minus 139. Apologies to Matt there for not getting his uh, his bet in on Detroit, but it's all right because next yep. game, next I game, he's got it. bet. I think that's yeah.
2: better news for him. That's for, a, for that's him a money for, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, fair enough here. All right, let, let's move on to the Lightning game. Lightning at Flyers, Flyers at home. Pretty much a pick-em in this game here, uh, minus 103, minus 107 at uh, at uh, Pinnacle here. Uh, Matt, you're looking towards the Flyers for this game. So tell us why you like the Torts and the Flyers here.
0: Yeah, I mean, like most things, right, it's sort of a small edge. They, the Flyers up and down, up and down, up and down throughout the I mean honestly the season but certainly in the most uh you know in, in recent times here I have them honestly winning this game let me sort of see here 53.8% of the time so I would play at minus 112 it's minus 10. let me get the best number there is minus 103 you can see there's some minus 110s and some minus 115s right so we're not that far off from projection so you kind of get a rogue number here pretty close to even money uh, on the Flyers who you know The goaltending doesn't necessarily always uh, add up. Certainly didn't against the Senators on Sunday. But you know you're going to get what you're going to get from the Flyers. You're going to get an effort, I should say, from the the Flyers. Um, And the Lightning, I'm you know not necessarily always positive. That's going to be the case. Uh, They still kind of sometimes treat these games like the lightning of old, where they would just kind of not show up, knowing they're going to be just fine come playoff time. Of course, that's no longer necessarily a guarantee. Um, And, you know, a couple injuries, too. I mean, they're still without Sergachev. Chernak, uh, you know, has been uh, held out, I think, in the last couple of games. And you start piling up, you know, defensive injuries, right? We always kind of talk about cluster injuries. That has to start meaning a little bit to to their win probability. Um again, against this Flyers team that is, you know, pretty deep and, and runs, you know, you know, those line those young those young legs at you over and over and over again. So yeah, I mean I just have them as a small favorite in this game and they're being treated as basically, you know, an even money play here in the in on some books. And that and that's you know pretty much it.
1: Yeah, we're locked in that minus one oh three here, which you can find over at Pinnacle. There's also uh, a couple um exchange apps excuse me uh that are hanging to minus 103 out there as well so if uh if you're interested you can go scoop that up uh markets more kind of slowly getting towards that minus 110 range for uh philadelphia at home here um go ahead sorry jay
0: well just worth mentioning right at this time of year i mean at any time of year but it's particular at this time of year like we can make a case like we just did for you know red wings or stars or lightning or or flyers or any of these games because like you know we're what 50 games or almost 50 Mm -hmm. games through the season it's like we kind of know what we know about these teams like last night was really interesting game between the golden knights and and the devils because it was two teams that were missing like between three and five key players and it's just kind of like once you throw that into the mix like who knows what you're going to get right and so in some cases maybe you want the you know the plus money maybe sometimes you want the home team or whatever right but like those games are sort of (laughs) A lot more, um, you know, kind of inconsistent as far as what you're going to expect from from the teams. These teams like, you know, there isn't much injury. You know, we mentioned a little bit on the the defensive side here for for two of these teams in the last two games. But like, honestly, if you just look at the board and you kind of have a lean to one side based on your own numbers and you can Mm -hmm. pick off the best number available on the board. right? It's, I mean, it's the premise for Betstamp. (laughs) <laughs> you know, in its entirety, it's like, yeah, at this point, like let's try to get a couple of percentage points worth of value on this team or that team here or there. And, and honestly, that's what most of these bets at this time of year, January dog days here, we're not even at the all-star break quite yet. A lot of that is just, you know, it's just what it comes down to is just getting a couple of percentage points off of line shopping, which I know I just our- did like an infomercial there for BetStand, which I <laughs> didn't really intend to do, but like, you know, and you say like, Oh, what's the angle in
1: this game? It's like,
0: well, a lot of the times it's like, ah, there's a pretty widely available better price you know? yeah
1: f- fair enough and that's that's usually like that's basically what betting is right like that's all all we're, like you said that's all we're here for is just to get a look at that little small edge of value and hopefully uh it, it comes in our favor in the long run here uh yeah head over to betstamp.app if you're looking for somewhere to uh shop for odds that's best, best place to do so is at Betstamp.app. all right let's uh bat uh sorry alex excuse me oh my goodness uh you have any thoughts on this on this Philly game or are you going to be are you good with just uh, moving on to the next game here?
2: Um Again, I mean, Matt knows I'm a, a card carrying member of this Tampa Bay Lightning team as well. Here's so. what do you think? <laughs> Does your, is your wallet like just Costanza levels? At this <laughs> yes, it is. All the, cards it's my, the hip that pain that to, I have is, is off the charts. Sciatica, so got to, a, yeah, food. weekly Cairo appointments. Um, yeah. for sure. Just Thankfully, they have all in the, there
0: and yeah. cards for the Predators, the, the stars, the lightning. Yeah, help um,
2: Tampa's playing a lot better right now. Um, but again consistency a bit of an issue with them they've turned it on a little bit you know what the you know what kind of effort you're going to get from Philly tip it's out it's kind of like there's I can see the case for either side I think the price is about fair um I have nothing on this I wanted to be this was a game I did want to be on an under but um I needed uh I I thought I mean the way Tampa games have been priced I thought we were going to get like a six and a half in the minus 115 ish uh range 120 maybe but we definitely have not got that. All the six and a halfs are out to like minus one twenty-five. So there's nothing I'm gonna really wanna do with that. Um, but like you look at kind of how Tampa has done most of their damage lately, and you know, five on five, both of these teams not necessarily generating a ton, it's the power play that the lightning have been doing most of their damage. And well, they're up against a Flyers team here that is pretty elite on the penalty kill. So I think that kind of helps to neutralize it a little bit. Uh so I did need I did want a six and a half, um, with tipping out, I want it to be on the under, but yeah, it didn't quite get the price I wanted. So nothing for me here.
0: So just, right. I mean, real quickly, right? Like, you know, sometimes you kind of have to dig super deep with this stuff where, you know, you look at the Lightning's results. And when we look back at this period of time for the Lightning, once the season's over, you'll be like, oh, okay, there's a couple of really nice wins there. But there are some pretty, This the schedule has been really cozy for the mm-hmm.
2: lightning for sure. Recently, yeah. Right.
0: And, and not even just sort of like quote unquote bad teams necessarily, but like good teams that have been playing bad or that have yeah. had sort of a rough go of it. So, I mean, starting with injuries like team,
2: the, in the devil's case, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you're going to eat devils and that's a four, three, like OT win at home. And it's like, yeah, is that really that great of a result? Right. Kings same deal with a three, two overtime win at home, which they had to make a comeback late in mm-hmm. that game. And like the Kings have like one win in their last, like forever. Right? and yep. so like, <laughs> yeah, and so like, we'll look back at the end of the season, and be like, yeah, you know, if these teams, I mean, listen, I don't know that they're going to face the Kings in the Stanley Cup Finals by any means, but like, you look back and you be like, oh, like they were two and zero against the Kings, and like that'll feel a lot better, you know, at the end of the season. But when you go through it, and outside of that, it's the Wild without K- Kaprizov. Um, you know, uh, they lose to the Jets on the road. They they beat the Ducks. Congratulations. Uh, they beat the Sabres. Congratulations. And of course, they lose to the Red Wings. And even going back to New Year's Eve, you know, they, they got smacked there.
2: by Boston somewhere in there as well, too.
0: Oh, there's a, yeah, there's a beatdown in Boston. And even going back to New Year's Eve where they, they beat Alex's uh, Habs, right? Montembeau mm-hmm. saved, uh, you know, 80% of his uh, uh, shots there. That wasn't exactly a, a lights-out goaltending performance that they faced. I think it was 16 out of 20 saves there. So, you know, it's easy to kind of look and be like, okay, like they've turned it on. And I'm, you know, in general, any sport, I'm kind of against the concept of a team that's can flip the switch, right? Like, I don't really think that's, that's a thing. Um, you know, unless there's something drastic that happens sort of within the structure of the team. So I just look at it and I go, okay, like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of seeing through a little bit with the lightning here where we all kind of want them. And Alex and I were sort of on the idea that the lightning are going to kind of get better throughout the season. And, you know, good for them. The results are happening. They're putting the points on, you know, in the standings and whatnot. But like, you know, once you kind of dig a little bit deeper, it's like, okay, like, I, I like a little bit more here than just, as Alex mentioned, kind of relying on the power play, which you know, listen, the Lightning have long relied in, in a lot of ways on the power play. They just had a better five on five game to go with it. And, you know, Alex says, right, like the the Flyers and, and Tortorella's got the penalty kill going pretty well there for, for Philadelphia. So, um, again, you know, all this to say, right, it comes down to like a two to three percent edge here on a team that I think should be a slight favorite. And they're a slight underdog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. uh, Let's move on to the next game here. We got a couple more games to get through before we close out this show. Here, gonna head over to Minnesota, where the Capitals are taking on the Wild. Um, Alex, Undertaker, you like the under six in this game here? So, uh, break down, cut us a promo here for your handicap.
2: Yeah, this is. um, I mean, one of my. I've got three unders tonight. This is probably my favorite one. Uh, I, I just. I think this is just a wild overreaction to the fact that, like, Minnesota, I mean, no pun intended, a wild overreaction to the Wild's (laughs) offensive outburst over these last four games. Like, you look at, um, I mean, the wild schedule, and they beat up on Florida. They scored a handful of goals against uh, Tampa. They scored five against the uh, Islanders, and then they scored five against Carolina. And it's like, wow, hey, this team is coming along offensively. They're not actually, though, because they generated six and a half expected goals uh, over that entire span. Uh, they scored 11 at five on five, though. They scored three empty netters. They scored five power play goals against Florida and just a very weird game for uh, them where like Bobrovsky was terrible. Uh, there was a shorthanded goal in there. They scored a couple of power play goals against the Islanders. Like this is not like some sudden offensive outburst. Their offensive numbers are still very much in line with what they've done all season. Um yeah, now none of these teams. Can, yeah.
0: as, as you know, because you have the Carolina Hurricanes card also in your <laughs> yes. a wallet um, yes. from years gone by, you know that game on Sunday. Like, there's n- maybe never been a score that reflected less the quality, yes. quality or oh, run yeah. of play than the Wild's victory against the Hurricanes because the Hurricanes put down, you know, honestly, like their sort of stamp over the what last five years is out shooting a team by 20 and somehow losing games (laughs) it was Uh, an insanely
2: hurricanes result on sunday yes it was the hurricane thing i've seen in a very long time
0: so you know just to go along with that you know having you know had that on the second screen during the football game i was sort of glancing up and being like what is going on in this this game being like oh like it's the hurricanes right and like we'll address this come playoff time but like yeah, it's just a hard pass for me on, on the hurricane. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm with Alex here, like the, the Wilder doing it smoke and mirrorsy, but at least they have the guy in Caprisov to be the high danger converter, right? And that's the one of the things that I'm sort of like, you know, it's half-baked. Five goals on eight,
2: five goals on eight shots in the last two games. Also a little bit unsustainable. uh, A little bit unsustainable, right? But it's
0: like, but, but from a, you know, bigger picture perspective, right? The thing that I'm kind of like tracking now, as we see these teams that don't get very many high danger chances, but then convert them so much, the cough, cough, Vegas Golden Knights, is that it's just like, all right, like they're, you know a certain point like it has to not be a fluke like the guys who are getting these chances are the good guys so you know give the wild at least credit for that where the you know when he was out as we mentioned you know in in the tampa bay lightning portion of the program it's just like they are lost without him at least he's yeah. in there to convert these when they get the opportunity
2: yes
1: Yeah. yes and uh, for sure for those who um, but ahead, they've sorry. also
2: been doing it to... no that's no, okay they've been doing a ton of damage on the power play as well in, the, in this little stretch and like, this is a power play that was below 20% on the season. And that was, I mean, mm-hmm. Kaprizov had played, you know, it's uh-huh. not like he, he's been out all year up to this point, right? Um, don't expect the power play to obviously there's going to be regression there. And like this is a Caps team that's good on the penalty kill. Like they're 13th, they're 80%, which isn't like incredible. But when you look a little bit deeper here at their schedule, I mean, they played 10 games already this year. And like, we're only halfway through the season against teams that are top five on the power play, just because of the fact that they're in that Metro division, They played the Devils three times. They played the Rangers four times. They played Carolina a couple times. They played Tampa. So like, yeah, the fact that they've been putting up the numbers that they have um, given, you know, the schedule and everything like that, definitely don't think that uh, we should expect the wild to continue kind of scoring at this rate on the power play. These are just honestly, these are just doesn't matter how far back you go month season dating back to last year. These are two of the worst offensive teams in hockey. And we are basically getting a six here because of the fact that I think the wild have just been scoring a lot of goals in the last four games, which I think is pretty clearly unsustainable. So yeah, uh, under six, good to uh, minus 120. If you miss out on that, then um, I, I would really prefer a six here just because of, I mean, Jesus, I've never seen a team score empty net goals like the wild have been. It's like the <laughs> the, the goalie gets pulled and everyone's eyes light up for point night here. I mean, um, so I would prefer a six just uh, in the case of uh, if you can find that. If not, then like plus plus 105 ish or so at under five and a half would be okay too
1: couple books hanging is six uh bet 365 DraftKings caesars pinnacle and then there's also a five five and a half five under 5.5 out there at plus 106 uh plus 105 pretty widely available stuff here so um yeah should be able to scoop that up we lock that in at the under six minus 115 there before we get into our next game guys i want to give you guys A quick reminder, I think Zach's been doing this on this show. He mentioned it yesterday, but we have a couple of giveaways we're going to be doing here over at The Hammer. So make sure you check out thehammer.bet forward slash the nails. That's thehammer.bet forward slash the nails. You can see the link in the chat right here. If you're looking to win some pinnacle swag, if you're looking to win some bet stamp swag, go check it out. Uh, uh, Yeah, just check it out. It's a lot lot of fun. Um, We'll be interacting with our creators a little bit more there throughout the year. So uh, yeah, go sign up hammer dot forward slash the nails all right last two games on the board for us here today we're going to move on to the ottawa senators taking on the montreal Canadiens, which is just honestly don't know why that is being televised at all um i don't know okay. if it's going to be televised here. all right see you guys later, <laughs> uh, <laughs> matt you uh you like wow Wait. Oh, yeah. do i have this right Matt? yeah matt that... wow all right matt yeah, you like you the habs tonight which is very odd uh i thought, thought alex would be on this one but i guess not. Uh, <laughs> right, tell us, tell us why you're uh, going to lose some money on the Habs tonight.
0: Yeah, and I and I'm looking forward to it because I don't get to very often because very rarely <laughs> does Montreal show up in sort of a valuable um, position for me. But you know, if you lose enough games consecutively, or uh, or in or in you know, I don't want to say embarrassing fashion necessarily, but in high scoring, you know, giving up a ton of goals, et cetera, et cetera, mm. right? The market's going to sour on you pretty quickly. So um, a nine to four loss on Saturday certainly qualifies in that department. So whether that that's good? why, is that is that not good? Uh, it's definitely not good after you lose 6-2 to the team that you're going to play tonight, right? And so maybe we're just walking into a sort of hornets hornet's nest here. We're going to, you know, step on a rake, Um, you know, fall to our death here with the, uh, with the Habs going against the Senators having lost six due to them and nine to four. Um, But whatever that, you know, whatever those results, I guess it created a little bit of value on the home underdog here with two teams that, I mean, honestly, I don't want to say there's not that much difference between the two, but like it's kind of not really all that much difference between the two because (laughs) Ottawa depends Ottawa depends on goaltending in like a way where it's so bad all the time. They depend on it just being okay versus teams that have, you know, have average goaltending and you might, you know, depend on it to be good on a given night, but there's just kind of nothing to say that the senators to predict that the senators are ever going to get good goaltending. And honestly them getting good goaltending over the last few games where, you know, I think they played honestly one of their better games of the season against the jets on Saturday and only got a point out of it because they went lost in overtime two to one. Um, I'll admit I did not watch their game against the Flyers, Um, but, you know, getting decent goaltending here for the the last, I think, three games or so, (laughs) you know, call it stupid, but like kind of feels like, you know, if you're a Senators fan anyway, you probably know what's coming next, and that's probably getting a shell job here at some point. Now, can Montreal necessarily pull that off? I don't know. All of this is sort of window dressing to say that Montreal's rating is a little bit too low for um what I think they're sort of capable of. And Ottawa's rating, which has always kind of been a little bit higher than their results, right? I, you know, I would have to, you know, do a mega dive into it, but like the senators relative to their pricing might be one of the worst bets all season. Um You know, again, them winning a couple of games here or playing pretty well in a couple of games, I don't think necessarily justifies all of a sudden that they have been basically rated kind of just a few percentage points below average uh, for much of this season. So um, I think you've got a below average team going to a, you know, thoroughly bad team, but we're getting a price that suggests that maybe the Senators aren't, you know, as bad as we necessarily think they are, and I still think they are.
1: All right, we're gonna lock in that plus 126 uh, for the Montreal Canadiens here. Sad to see that hundred dollars goes on, hundreds hundred dollars go. On the edge account but hopefully the rest of the bets can kind of buoy us and offset uh this loss here but uh anyways let's uh
0: <laughs> would you prefer you would you prefer a hundred and fifty dollars on the ottawa senators on the road is that, is <laughs> no that honestly I, you, am i interested you in no i don't know they're, do
1: they're both incredibly disgusting i'm just i'm just playing around here i just don't <laughs> i'm sure i just shocked the montreal Canadiens hey. could ever win a game with the team that they ice out there but anyways this is a discussion for the for another day as alex is trying to like yeah, grab so me through like, <laughs> the screen. I, I just seen. I'm
2: letting you take out your frustrations because you've been through a lot as a Leafs fan every every night. Thank so you. Right. that's so
1: honestly, that's very kind. I appreciate that. Uh yeah. I uh, I appreciate the uh the camaraderie we have. I do Arbor, like uh, Arbor,
2: Arbor, Arbor guy and Tanner Pearson back in the lineup for Montreal tonight. So uh you know you gotta don't think the numbers reflecting that, you know, that that point three percent boost that those two guys bring collectively.
1: Oh yeah, when you swap two AHL players for two AHL players, you always get that big boost. But uh anyways, uh enough enough kidding around here. Uh let's let's close out the show here. We got two more games left. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh Columbus heading into Edmonton here. Oilers are just I mean, they've been on an absolute heater this this past what, what was it? 2 months, 3 months now. They've been absolutely insane. They just got Corey Perry as well. Uh if you haven't seen the video, go check out our initial reaction to that here on the Edgework YouTube uh YouTube page. Go click on videos you can find our reaction to that signing here um on the channel but we're going to look towards Alex for this one we're going to look towards again shocker can someone guess in the chat another under here so Alex uh tell tell us about uh your under for this one
2: yeah I mean this is like I've been on Oilers unders for so long and I'm just keep waiting for the market to catch up. And not only has the market not quite caught up, they've actually adjusted higher for this game, which is incredibly strange. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, Oilers unders are hitting at an insane rate right now. I just, this is not, this is an obviously the the best offensive team in the NHL, but this is also a team that gives up very little. Um, Mm Skinner has been playing great. Maybe he's not going to play tonight. It's very possible that, uh, that he gets the rest tonight against you know in this game against um columbus but like columbus is generating nothing and they're i mean they're gonna have to actually get shots on net in order to beat calvin picard if you know it is indeed picard here and getting a seven at minus 115 like i'm yeah i mean this is columbus in general like they're playing better not because of the fact that they're scoring a ton of goals this is still like if you look at the last um just the last month or so They are the third lowest event team in the NHL at five on five. They're just not giving up a ton of chances. They're not generating chances. I don't see any sort of uptick from them offensively here, obviously, in a very, very difficult matchup. Um, Unless Edmonton scores seven goals and, you know, Columbus can get one, which I'm not going to put past Edmonton at any point. That's always a risk when you're betting Edmonton Mm -hmm. unders. They haven't been doing that lately. Their unders keep hitting. I'm going to keep hitting them as long as um, we're getting these prices. So, yeah, I mean, this this under 7 minus 115 is good for me, and I think there's a decent amount of wiggle room there. Yeah. Uh, are, are we uh, sure
0: you need shots on goal to, to win a game? Because yes, that's Arizona true. We did see uh, would,
2: Lawson Crow's score last night. I uh, would disagree. Yeah. I
0: didn't see the goal. Like I saw. Oh. The, well, I saw the goal, but I didn't see it before oh, okay. I saw the listing. And it said empty net like Kraus empty net power play in like the middle of the game, and I'm just like I don't understand how that's possible. And then it occurred to me, oh no, I know how it's possible to have empty net power play. <laughs> and I'm like, so it's like okay, I got to go see this. And sure enough, yeah, own goal with the with the goalie being pulled. So um, crazy stuff. Yeah
1: just another uh dog days of january in the NHL here. Um the yeah, under this stuff. Under oh, did digit, <laughs> under digits move here. Uh we we got the minus 116 that's available over at Bet Rivers but um are you okay with taking it Alex this out to minus 120 which seems to be like yeah. pretty widely available yeah. here? Yeah. Okay, so 7 we're going to lock that 120 in. 120 is fine. Yeah. So we're going to lock that in 7 minus 116. Tons of that's still available on the board here but also if you're watching this maybe after the fact uh 7 minus 120 if that's still available that's Want we'll to play that out there. Uh two more games here. Uh next game we got is Buffalo taking on the Anaheim Ducks. All right. Uh do I play the clip for this one? Or you know what? It's as it's as ugly as it's gonna
0: get. We'll 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 discuss. I mean, listen, we we couldn't we're not going blue jackets. Um, and well, yeah, play the clip. <laughs> the disgusting
1: brothers Don't, don't call us that.
0: Yeah, this is as ugly as it's going to get because we're not taking the blue jackets. Uh, We're going to need a lot more um, to take the blue jackets over the Oilers. And uh, I was on the Sharks last night. Um, Shout out to our guy, you know, friend of the show, Todd Cordell, who's back at work after having a kid. Uh, That what does that uh, mean for me means I no longer have to do daily uh, hockey articles. Which, while the NFL, uh, I've been engulfed in flames in the NFL uh, season altogether, but particularly the postseason, I've also been having to grind out these hockey articles. Um, And of course, last (laughs) night was my last one, and I somehow won an overtime with the Devils and I won a plus 300 with the San Jose Sharks. And if that isn't sort of the um, hit the nice drive and hit the nice approach on hole 18 to keep you coming back, I don't know what is. Uh, so you missed out. If you didn't read the article, you missed out on the as disgusting as it's going to get all week uh, because San Jose's won two straight, and I'm not about to take them to win a third straight game, especially on, the, on a back-to-back, while honestly LA has, uh, or LA, uh, the Rangers being in LA, on Saturday night have uh, beaten them to San Jose. So uh, that leaves the Anaheim Ducks here at plus 141 is what I got down on it. We'll see what the – if there's a better – Plus price
1: 140 here. is uh... – Plus right 140 now, is basically the, the standard
0: here. Yeah. yeah, that's good enough for me. I mean, this is sort of like the the Sharks Junior, right? Where we would look at Sharks <laughs> games and we would be like, okay, who's a team on the road that ever deserves to be the odds that some of the teams were when they went to San Jose, right? Like the Philadelphia's of the world. It's like, would you ever lay minus 250 on the road with Philadelphia? At which point, okay, you know what? It probably makes sense to bet on San Jose. In this case, it's would you ever lay uh minus 160, minus 170 with the sabers? sabers team on the road against a ducks team that you know speaking of the experience of uh you know dealing with hockey on a nightly basis uh <laughs> watch was had the uh the rangers ducks game on sunday uh third period five minutes in the ducks make it three to one i turn the tv off going my ducks bet there's only bad things that can happen after uh, you know if i keep watching this game it was a long day of football, a long weekend of football. I want to just turn this TV off and go to bed. We're going to wake up tomorrow and hopefully bad things don't happen. Not only do I wake up the next day and turn, you know, look at the score and find out that the Rangers have in fact won the game, but the Ducks had one less goal than they had when I turned the TV off after seeing that they went up three to one because <laughs> they lost five to two. And speaking of scenarios where you're looking at the score on the score app going, wait, what? And of course, after I turned the TV off, there was a review offside and then four consecutive goals by the Rangers in the final 10 minutes of the game. So, yeah, just a lot of confusion the last couple of nights with score updates because, uh, yeah, they're taking goals off the board. Guys are scoring on the empty net in the middle of a hockey game. There's a lot going on. Um, uh, fundamentally here, I have sort of 140 as uh, a 4% edge on an underdog here, which is like kind of my trigger point. So this isn't some massive deal necessarily, but it certainly qualifies. Uh, and this is fundamentally having, you know, I think we talked about this last week, um, watching the Sabres and the Sharks play on that Martin Luther King day at, at you know, uh, 12 in the afternoon. These, the Sabres team stinks like you know, they, it, it's it's a bad scene. So, I, you know, that's fundamentally the, the handicap is I think this team stinks. I think the Ducks are at least playing a little bit better here, even if the last 10 minutes mm-hmm. from Sunday night wasn't necessarily the, the uh, highlight of my weekend or at least my Monday morning. So, yeah, give me the Ducks here at, at a decent price um, to, to bounce back from from that fiasco on Sunday. Um, and take down the the sabers who honestly I don't know that I even trust them at home let alone on the road uh, against anybody
2: there was yeah. a, there uh there was a saturday fiasco with the ducks too where duck sharks under six i had that and um it was 0-0 with five under 5 minutes left in the second <laughs> period and uh <laughs> yeah and okay. that and that and that did not get home so and that was a speaking fun of
0: like i had the sharks in that game i had the sharks last night i just won two consecutive bets on the san jose sharks if you think i'm trying a third you have lost your mind so as much as we <laughs> like to get disgusting boy games, you must are, be outside your mind <laughs> we are not doing that um yeah it'll probably be a good month or so before we're you know talking sharks again um as far as the money line bet is concerned
1: all right, uh, let's get into our last game on the board here before we head out. And uh, you know what? I see Charles chatting the question. We'll get to this—the uh, New York San Jose game. Then we'll answer that just to close out the show here. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's dive into this New York San Jose ki- San Jose game. Undertaker under King is now taking an over. So we got a little bit of a uh, an interesting cap here for this San Jose Sharks and New York Rangers game. Over right now is over six plus a hundred. Alex, you like? Did I did I misread your message to me? Are you taking it over here? Am I right in this?
2: Yeah, I'm taking it over here. Um, this is uh, I was on the over last night in the Sharks Kings game, and I'm going back to the well here with another over. I mean, there's uh, there's no five and a halfs at minus one twenty five. It doesn't look like so anything six. The six plus minus sixes are gone too. Um, that's tough. There, there that's is tough, one one there was one I'll go to I'll go to minus 105 anyways um but like there's not a lot of wiggle room once you get past that point um but this is like this is honestly this is a Sharks team that offensively is has ticked up significantly uh, over the last little while they're generating opportunities whether it's like uh Balls to the wall. We don't give a shit. Let's just go out there and play like some run and gun hockey. Or whether it's the fact that they're actually figuring something out offensively, I'm not sure. But they're generating a lot more chances than they have um early in the season. They're playing some actually like pretty solid hockey. They're like middle of the pack offensive team over the last month, six weeks or so, still giving up, like just to holy hell the uh, all the chances in the world and this is a rangers team that is lights out in the power play sharks are dead last on the penalty kill there's a lot here that suggests goals um a tired sharks team playing on a back-to-back obviously logan couture being back for them too helps them gives them a little bit more depth down the middle uh helps that offense so yeah this is um i've been on a lot of sharks unders this year and now we're starting to trend the other way where i think this is going to become a bit more of a, an over team and um Again, not a lot of wiggle room because it looks like all those plus, uh, plus money sixes are gone now. So if we can, yeah, anything up to minus 105-ish though on the over is uh, is good for me.
1: Got the over six plus 100 here. You can find that over on that 365. And then also as Zach requested from the video off the top of the show here, um, that San Jose Sharks minus one and a half, you can find that at plus 600 over at FanDuel. You might want to line shop for that one. I, I, I shopped a couple books. That was the best price I could find. You might be able to find a better price. So do please do uh do do your line shopping there. Uh before we head out here, Charles Stall has a kind of a really interesting question for us here. Where are you guys at for Calder right now that Bedard is missing more time? What number is Bedard to buy at? Or is he gonna miss too many games for him to kind of be a buy here? And then also, if you guys don't think Bedard's gonna win, who do you have as your as as your favorite if Bedard doesn't win here? Do you think it's a guy like Brock Faber? Matt, we'll start with you.
0: Well, I, I love that he asked it because I was thinking about this yesterday and I meant to bring it up today. So I'm mm-hmm. like, if I, you know, I, I don't, this isn't a, this isn't me in the chat under an assumed name, um, <laughs> oh. but this is, but this is a great, this is a great reminder that I wanted to discuss this, honestly, because I want your guys' opinion about it. Um, I have kind of all throughout this season or even before the season, just on the idea that like I reject the notion that anybody should be kind of a minus 400. Um, favorite to to win an award you know certainly rookie of the year not because we didn't all expect Connor Bedard to be good but because of the you know potential for injury especially mm. a kid who's you know 18 years old playing against you know men essentially for the first time like the, the 82 game schedule is going to add up and they weren't you know listen they're not going to give him load management uh, over the course of the season right they're just going to keep running him out there especially since he's the only thing that's kind of you know worth anything on that team right now but yeah, there's a certain amount of games that like, I, you know, they literally make this the case in the NBA. I think it's more of a figurative thing in the NHL, but like, there should be kind of a minimum amount of games here that you got to play. And, you know, as, and I, and the reason I sort of thought this is because, you know, last night, you know, the, the update came up that he was going to be out another six weeks. And I you know, sort of turned my wife and I said, well, the groundhog saw his shadow six more weeks with <laughs> Connor Bedard winter. And, you know, you, you, as much as we're in the the uh, dog days here, like, you start adding it up, man, and six weeks means, like, early to mid-ish March. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the thing that I've always sort of thought here with regards to the Calder is, like, I don't want to play another forward to beat Bedard because I don't, you know, even with, you know, a 20-game absence, and we'll see what it ends up being, right? I think it looks like right now it's going to be more than that. But even with, you know, something of an absence, some a predictable level of an absence, right? Like a 15 games over the course of the season type of absence. Like, I still think he's going to outperform every other rookie forward. But my mm-hmm. eye has always been on Hughes, in, in, you know, with the Devils. And now we're sort of looking at maybe like an Urson with, with Philadelphia. Like, if he ends up being kind of like the goaltender they ride and they end up managing mm. a playoff spot, like, he's at like 33 to 1 right yeah. now. <laughs> like how is that not worth a few dollars, you know, to, to maybe go along with Hughes, um, as kind of the, you know, alternative positions, um, things that you don't obviously, you know, you obviously don't have to have like the same amount of points, um, that like a forward is going to be apples to apples, right? You're going to get compared from a point perspective with Bedard, but defend, you know, defensemen, especially on that devil's team where like, it's getting thinner and thinner here by the minute. And they have to rely, you know, that much more on, on, uh, on the younger Hughes, you know, again, like I said, a goaltender, right? That's that's a definitive oranges to apples uh, comparison. So those are the two guys that I'm kind of looking at going, okay, Bedard could come back in six weeks. And, you know, listen, he's come, also coming back from, like, a broken jaw, right, where, like, there's going to be a fitness element to this, too, where you're not eating, you know, correctly, et cetera, et cetera, which is honestly probably why they've extended as far, as far as they have. So there's no guarantee that he's coming back and he's going, you know, scoring these goals, roofing at Shell from all these angles when he comes back. So, you know, the, the amount of points that he's got here might be pretty close to the amount of points that he has. Um, at the end of the season, at which point the door is wide open for some of these longer shots. And if he wasn't still the favorite and there weren't, st- you know, some big plus money, other options out there, it'd be a different conversation. But the reality is like he is being, you know, he's being aligned like this is a 60 to 70 percent chance of him winning the award. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to make that. You know, I find it hard to, to to listen to a case that that's still, uh, you know, that's still in play for him um, at that at that win probability rate.
1: Yeah, fair enough here. And, and like you mentioned, projected to be back mid March. I think you said, like, at what point did they just say, you know what? Like, this season is, That's tallest, the other thing. right? Like, we can yeah. easily I don't
2: think they'll shut Badar down. I also don't, just to clarify, they didn't say it's another six weeks. They just said that the timetable was always had six weeks in it. So, like, he's still on the same timetable as when they announced him out. So he's not out six weeks from now. He's still, like, expected to be out six weeks from when he was out, which is, like, maybe a month ish from now.
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. So you, so I got to write this right down.
2: now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a lot of, uh, um, I, I, personally, I think that Brock Faber is maybe the only other guy I would look at. I know a lot of people liked, um, Matthew Nice early in the year, but he sucks at hockey. So, uh, you can't, uh, you <laughs> well, can't Well, hey, jo- Joseph Wall
1: 60 to one might be coming back after the, well, All-Star that's another,
2: that's another he- band, another aid right there. Um, I'm sure he'll pull another groin when he comes back, but, uh, honestly, um, kidding aside brock faber i think is a decent uh a decent look because he's fantastic and he's gonna keep getting the minutes luke hughes is obviously fantastic um i just worry about whether if you know siegenthaler comes back in like a month or so a uh, month and a half ish whatever like does he lose some of those minutes i know dougie hamilton's supposed to be out until april realistically i just i just I can't bet against Bedard here. I think someone needs to do something mm-hmm. pretty spectacular. Urson, um, like honestly, you could do a lot worse at seventy-five to one. That's a good uh, shout for sure. I just don't necessarily don't know, know that though. he's going to get enough games, considering Connor Hart, uh, Carter Hart is uh, is going to still at worst split the crease at this point, right?
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, seems like you guys are looking more towards that front of the board here. Any interesting Connor Zary who hasn't been getting a couple of minutes, but is like kind of. Like he hasn't get, been getting the points. He's, I think, he is around 20 ish points. But his like underlying numbers, if you go look on some, some like nat, natural statric and some other websites, he's got so He seems to be like an analytic starting and he's a good two way player from what I watch of him. I don't know if you guys are interested in that. I see him at 20 to one. Maybe it's a little too steep there. I would need probably a little bit of a longer odds. And he would kind of have to go on a heater, get some points down the stretcher to kind of make throw his hat in the ring. But, uh, any yeah. interesting. I just think with a lot of this, with any award, right?
0: There's a, there's a branding issue for some of these guys, right? (laughs) And even a Brock Faber where it's like, okay, he's the second choice, but like how many people are really super locked in on like what he's doing. Right. Whereas like with a Hughes, you have the branding that, you know, I've said this Mm -hmm. before the season, right. The branding has always kind of come along too. And then kind of any goaltender that, you know, plays really well always kind of gets themselves into the mix, especially, you know, let's call it what it is. Right. Especially if it's an Eastern conference, you know, Eastern, um, a uh, major market goaltender uh, on a team that wasn't expected to make the playoffs and has a chance to do so. Right. So, you know, those are the sort of other elements versus, you know, what, you know, versus just looking at the stats. And again, like you mentioned, right. Like this is a, you know, it's great that he's a two way player and that's like super, you know, <laughs> that's great news you know for his team going forward but mm. it's not necessarily going to get you the attention right where people are still going like i don't i don't know who that is right
2: that'll now. earn him some pity votes from people who like put them not pity votes but people who are like oh my no, numbers like, are good let's give them some third place yeah. votes here fifth, you know? yeah i was gonna and, say fifth place yeah. vote just like yeah, put them right yeah. in
0: there right but like as far as like if you're actually looking for somebody to beat bedard like they have to be doing something different and it's, and they're not going to do something different by outscoring him or outflashing mm-hmm. him. Right. They're going to sort of be on the same level as far as like marketability and, and noticeability. And they have to be doing what they're supposed to do, you know, particularly well. And so that's why, you know, defenseman, goaltender, like those are sort of the looks for me. Um, and it at 75 to one with like, with the Flyers goaltender, like this is a, this is a, a franchise that like goaltending is always the issue mm-hmm. like, in history. Right. And it's like and every they have, like even a remotely good goaltender for like a half a season. It's like the biggest news. And and then, you know, often end up kind of riding that goaltender, you know, this nameless goaltender to like a Stanley Cup final or sort of, you know, a decent sized um, playoff run or, or or a good, in this case, regular season. And you know, like, man, like at a 75 to one, like, I, I don't know how you don't at least make that bet. It doesn't have to be something that you're like. You know, lighting torches and going through the streets, you know, screaming the name of uh Samuel Urson or you know, whatever his name is. Uh, but like um, um, however you pronounce it, I should say. But you know, at, at 75 to one, that's gotta be a bet,
2: I think. That comment from Jordan there, I think that this is this is kind of where my head is at. Yeah. And this is also like like there's a lot of good rookies in the league. Um, like Faber, Hughes, Fantilli, Rossi, Carlson, yeah. whatever. Like there's a lot of good rookies. Um sure. I don't think there's anyone that's great right now and like really like separating themselves enough where they're going to catch Bedard, um, barring like some significant, significant setbacks. This is like, it's going to take so much more to than some, for someone to catch him than it was for Beignet or Ben Beniers. I know I, I don't want to butcher that again, like I did last week. Um, but because like, this is like the name brand of a Connor Bedard and like people are dying to give him this award right like you're going to look back at this guy's career at the end of the day and it's like oh he didn't win the calder like people want this guy to win the calder um there's definitely a point in time where like obviously not right now uh but there is going to be a point in time where like a month down the road um this price is going to dip significantly for minus 180 or wherever it is now and that's maybe the time where you can reevaluate the board and be like okay he's plus 100 something like that he's plus 120 what else is what has everyone done in this last month and like maybe then you you know you kind of reload on uh on a guy like Bedard and I think that's kind of fundamentally
0: the point right it's like you gotta play right and and he he can't uh Bedard can't increase his his likelihood for winning this award while not playing yes right and Ursan can and Hughes can And so if you're dying to bet Bedard, you don't do it now. You wait this month or however long we sort of think this is going to be, right? And like literally the day that he comes back or, you know, if you can sort of time it for a couple of days before he comes back, you let these other guys get the attention. I mean, we've already seen Bedard go from, I don't know what the highest point of his market, you know, the market was. He was probably like minus eight minus 8,000 or something the way that Mm -hmm. he was going at the start of the season, right? Like you can see it ticking down, right? And so like you definitely don't bet on Bedard right now because again, you know, listen, if not a zero percent chance that they it gets to a point where he they shut him down because listen you, you lose enough games here with the Blackhawks the Sharks all of a sudden become in your sights as far as you know getting to the bottom of the league here so you know again if you if you're dying you know to, to bet Bedard and you, and you think that it sort of doesn't really matter what happens here then you know you, you play a little more patience here but in the same way that you play some patience that he's going to come down those guys these other guys that we've talked about are the guys who are most likely to improve in the eyes of voters right this is fundamentally a voting award and people are going to look at it and be like oh you know listen connor mcdavid right like uh, he missed a lot of time as a rookie like i I was yeah yeah, hockey basketball right there's just a ton of guys who like didn't win the award because just bleep happened right and like that just might be the scenario here and it would be kind of foolish to not take advantage of a circumstance where you can get a seventy-five to one here, a plus four fifty or five to one there, and then kind of go to war with that number, even if it means you're just using that equity at a later date to put all of that and a little bit more on Bedard and create an even better number than the minus one fifty, minus one twenty that we might see down the pipe here, um, you know, on Bedard when he, you know, gets closer to coming back.
1: Yeah, and and, and the thing, uh, I'm the happy. Go that...
2: oh, go ahead, Jason. Go
1: ahead. I was going to say I'm happy you brought up. Uh... McDavid here because again he didn't win the Calder in his rookie year. Forty-five games played, forty-eight points compared to Connor Bedard this year, thirty-nine points, thirty-three games played. But the difference is though is that that was uh, people for those who don't remember, Panarin won that year and he was twenty-four years old and he was obviously having lights out season. Then also the second place voter was Shane Gossisbear, who is a listen. He's not like the best defenseman, but he's a guy who gets a ton of points. And I think that's kind of what you want to look for. Like you guys mentioned, is like if you're gonna look for a skater. Look for a guy who can brand himself and and market himself by scoring an, a, a
2: ton of points here on the power play. And Faber uh, and Hughes are both pretty good offensive guys, but mm-hmm. like, what's working in Bedard's favor here is obviously not just the name value, but the fact that there's no like forward that's kind of running away with this. Yeah. If there was a guy exactly. like if if, totally. if the Ducks didn't. I mean, obviously Carlson did end up getting hurt, but like if they yeah. didn't handle him with kid gloves and play him like every other night, like this is the NBA and he needs load management as like a you know as a 19 year old or whatever, then. I think Carlson would have been a guy I would have wanted to target. Um he's back now. I think he's back now. So like if he plays uh like consistently over the rest of the season, I mean, then that's a guy who I can see wanted to kind of take a flyer I think he's 40 to one right now on uh on FanDuel. And um, I mean, like he's going to have to he's gonna have to play a lot over the rest of the season but like there's someone who if he does he's capable of putting up like not quite point per game level the rest of the way but like somewhere close to it and uh obviously playing prime minutes playing power play and everything like that like maybe there's somewhere i'd look but yeah it, it definitely helps bedard's case where you know none of these forwards have kind of uh have kind of taken their chance and ran with it
1: yeah and uh yeah i feel like that's a great way to close out this discussion here on uh the calder on the on the Calder Trophy, but just one last thing I want to shout out here is like I can't, but bl- I had to like r- make sure my eyes weren't playing tricks on me. I see Pyotr Kachekov on the list again for the call. It's just how many times is this guy going to be <laughs> like how many times he's got to be a rookie, right? It's it's like so, the Miami so tight part. end who's on his ninth <laughs> year. At, yeah, uh, yeah. At, <laughs> at the it's, U, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy stuff here. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into Edric today, guys. We really appreciate it. If you can on the way out, please hit that like button and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you've done both those things, I'm going to ask you to do one thing. Go ahead and tell one of your friends about the show. We've been riding super hot here on Edgework. We just cr- crossed 2,000 subscribers, which we really appreciate, guys. So thank you for doing that. Uh, if you can tell a friend about the show who likes betting on hockey, let them know. Let them know where we're at, Edric HQ on YouTube. You can search us there. And then one more thing I want to plug. Uh, myself and Alex will be live on Sunday for the Sunday Night Football Game. So if you guys are interested in football for a live watch-along, we'll be live here. You can check us out on, on the Forward Progress HQ. Uh, YouTube account there. If you're interested in live watch-alongs, if you haven't been watching them this year, they've been a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, I suggest you guys tune into those those. Um, and then last thing, make sure you head over to, to the hammer.bet forward slash the nails if you're looking to win some Pinnacle swag, some bet stamp swag. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, over there. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in for myself, for Alex, for Matt. This has been Edgework, part of the Hammer Betting Network. You can find us on the Edgework HQ channel, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Good luck on your bets tonight.